Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope that you find this episode useful. If you're new to this podcast, each week I share fluff-free, actionable ideas tailored to education businesses that you can mould to suit your needs. And finally, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review on iTunes or follow and subscribe on whichever platform you choose. Thank you once again for tuning in. Seasonality affects most industries, but as education business owners, we're lucky in a way because our seasons are quite predictable, and that means we can plan for them. And that's what this episode is all about. I'm sharing lots of ways you can prepare for seasonal fluctuations so that it isn't a source of panic and dread. And as always, these ideas are for you to use or adapt. Remember, all of our businesses are different. And as I'll talk about, it's important to consider the smaller details that affect our clients in particular. So bear that in mind as you're listening so that you can really mold these ideas to suit you. Here's what I'm going to talk about. I'll start with managing the downtime, how you can plan for it and even how you can maximize it. I'll then move on to managing the uptime, your busier periods, so that you can be prepared for any seasonal drops in income. I'll finish off with different ways you can plan for the year. There are some natural overlaps between these points, but I'll do my best to focus on one at a time. For education businesses, the downtimes usually coincide with school holidays, but to prepare for them or maximise them, you need to dive a little deeper. For instance, one of the groups of children that I teach have exams that typically start towards the end of May, but the summer holidays don't start until July. So I have to consider that they will not only finish with me before the school holidays, but they'll take time off in the run-up to exam season because of extra support being offered by schools. They'll need time off for revision of other subjects, and they'll need time off during exams. So for them, my downtime doesn't start during the school holidays, but before them. However, for another exam group that I teach, the summer months are crucial because they have exams in October. So in the past, I've set up group summer classes for the latter group of students, knowing that most of my other students will take time off. And to be honest, I want a break as well. So when I've taken this approach, I've made up my normal weekly tuition income by teaching one group, one hour a week over that summer period. That was just my example. And I realized that that exact strategy may not work for you. But the point I'm making here is that paying attention to the smaller details, instead of just assuming that school holidays are the times to prepare for, can help you maximize or manage seasonal downtimes. For me, the Christmas period is usually the quietest. Everyone wants and takes time off, including me. In fact, it's the only time of year where I absolutely don't take any clients. But in line with paying attention to the smaller details, considering people's mindsets is also important. For instance, whether people celebrate Christmas or not, my UK clients tend to have plans to spend time with loved ones and children want to have fun. They don't want to study. So when you think about this, you can incorporate it into what you offer. For example, you could come up with something that shares how students can keep their knowledge fresh while having fun. Baking a cake involves measuring and calculating, so you're keeping math skills fresh. Playing certain board games can be great for developing vocabulary. 
You get the picture. Also, don't forget that period in between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Often we get back into work mode for a few days and with the new year approaching, we're often feeling reflective. We think of the new year as a time to make some fresh starts. So you could think about what you can have ready for people in the new year and you can use that in-between period to drive a marketing campaign for it. If you want ideas about how to create an idea that people want, ways to package and promote it, go back and take a listen to my three-part series on why your offer isn't selling. But another thing to remember is it's important to use the downtime for yourself and your business, not just for generating income. Taking time off and relaxing yourself is important to remain productive and healthy. But those downtimes can also be useful for planning. For instance, you could use those quieter periods to plan ideas for the busier periods. You could use that time to work with a business coach to help you during a time when you have the headspace to be reflective and to take action. You could use the time to batch create content and schedule social media posts in advance. You could catch up with admin because doing these things make the busier times easier, more productive and more successful. If you're maximizing your income generation during busier times, you can actually be better prepared for downtimes. And that leads me to my next point, managing your uptime so you can prepare for the seasonal drops. I'll start with a very practical idea, cash flow planning. Something I do all year round is create a financial buffer for downtime. I put money aside. And the reason I do it all year round is because I want to be prepared for unpredictable situations and to give myself some room to take time off, even during a busier period if I need to. There are a couple of ways you can do this. The first way is to work within your current income. Of course, you need to set money aside for expenses and things like tax. But if you have the room in your budget, you can also set some money aside that's reserved just to cover you when you need it. This might not be the most ideal situation for you, but it's a good way of getting the ball rolling. And even if you don't save enough, a little bit can be useful as a contribution towards the downtime. So you're not under quite as much pressure. But another way is to add to your current income. Let's say you don't have the capacity to take on more work in general. You could always look at ways to inject money into your business every now and again. Remember what I was saying about my students who finish much earlier than the end of the academic year? Well, since they have exams in May and typically in December or January as well, I could set up special paid events or courses that focus on revision skills or zoom in on exam technique. So I'm not taking on more clients through the year, but at different points in the year, I'm holding events or courses that are relevant for my clients just to inject some extra money into my business. So here I'm working with the seasonal trends in my industry. And of course, you can put that extra money aside to cover you during quieter periods and get creative with your ideas. For example, if you are a tutor, your students may not be your only potential clients. How about parents? If the children you teach are young or for whatever reason, parents and guardians have a lot of input, you could set up paid support for them too. Also, you could make more money during the year through passive income streams or multiple income streams. For instance, you could write a book or sell resources. 
And if there are particular times of the year when people would find them very useful, you could use that to drive your marketing at those different points. We often put a lot of pressure on our businesses to provide us with all the income we need. But if you're in a position to do so, or if you want to, you could even look outside of your business for opportunities to diversify your income, whether it's through direct work or passive. Before I talk about planning for the year, one thing that can really help is to increase your prices. Knowing whether to do this, when to do it, how much to charge and how to communicate increases to clients can be a source of anxiety. And if you're in this position, have a listen to my episode called Let's Talk Money. In there, I share lots of ideas, including a formula to make sure you're charging for all of your work time, not just for the time you spend delivering services. But if you're in a position to do so, increasing your prices is quite a logical way to help with cash flow planning. Now, as you've probably figured out, a key thing to make all of this work is planning. At the start, I mentioned I'd talk about ways to plan for the year, and this is really important. If you don't have a plan, you end up being reactive, and inevitably, you miss opportunities. And of course, it can be quite stressful. Something I like to do is create a calendar that's separate to the one I use daily to map the year out. And when I do this, I take into account those finer details about my clients that I talked about earlier. By having this calendar for the year, you can really analyze the times you need to prepare for, the optimal times to launch and market certain ideas, and you can have a quantifiable way to manage your cash flow. But to make this plan work, your data needs to be as accurate as possible. So in addition to knowing your market and the trends, you need to know the landscape of your business. Knowing how much you're earning is a great start, but it can be even better if you enrich the data with things like which client groups are more lucrative or what trends you're seeing in your business through the year. And every year that you do this, the richer your data becomes because you can see whether those things are a one-off or a yearly trend. And by having this data, your calendar and plan can evolve and be more and more accurate and therefore useful. You can plan marketing campaigns. You can decide well in advance when you'll hold these one-off events or courses. You'll be able to plan what you'll do during downtimes and uptimes. I've covered quite a lot in this episode, so I'll finish with a quick summary and let you know what you can do to develop these ideas further. Three ways to prepare and manage seasonal fluctuations in your business are number one, to manage and plan for downtime, both in terms of cash flow planning and thinking about what you can do to maximize those periods. As well as thinking of ways to generate income during those times, you can use them to get ahead on background tasks so you can focus on maximizing busier periods. Number two is to use peak times in the year to your advantage by tapping into opportunities that your clients would find helpful. And number three is to make all of this work, it's important to plan your year in advance. When you do this, the more finer details you can include, the better. Now, if you want to develop these strategies and ideas for your business in a way that's personalized, I can help in a couple of ways. Everything I offer is flexible and starts with a free chat so that we can make sure that you're choosing the right support for you. So the two ways I can help are through one-to-one mentoring, or if you're a tutor, the tutor's mastermind. 
One-to-one sessions are really good to intensely focus on a specific idea or area of your business. And of course, the nature of it allows us to completely personalize ideas to suit you. Members of the Tutors Mastermind benefit from discounted one-to-one sessions, but also have the advantage of being able to bounce ideas around with people who are walking or have walked their journey. So the links are all in the show notes. And if you want to jump on a call, no obligation, just reach out. I'd love to meet you. Thank you for listening. And if you found this useful, I'd love it if you could leave a review.